Hi, Bobby. Hi, Jeff. Ooh, <laughs> I can hear myself even louder now. Yeah, you sound great. We have Is this taken too loud. We've taken a, quite a break from our podcasting duties. <laughs> yeah, life and school kind yeah, of got this, in the way there. This definitely can happen, can't it? That <laughs> band life can get kind of crazy. Ooh, yuck! Like yeah. bad. But uh, so. you know, Liam in the trumpet section. Uh, you know, he, he should get a lot of credit for just giving us a little bit of a nudge. So Liam, if you're, if you're out there listening, uh, appreciate that nudge. He was like, where's the podcast been? Right. So I sent Bobby a video of him saying that, but anyway, and I felt, I felt the call. Yeah, I did too. (laughs) I felt, I felt, you know, like he's right. I should be doing this. So are we going to do our, um, normal introduction oh i'll I'll just just add that in in? later we've already you know we've already started we might as well just go why not (laughs) we're being very efficient yes we are which is the topic of the day hello and welcome to that band life i'm jeff young director of camps for music for all from indianapolis indiana Whoa, okay. Uh, And I'm still Bobby Lambert, director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. Yeah, rehearsal efficiency. What's your first thoughts about this rehearsal efficiency? Well, I... I sat down with actually the team here at Wando and I said, so we're doing a podcast today about rehearsal efficiency. And after the obligatory jokes that they gave me about how inefficient I really am, (laughs) I said, you know, what are some things that we do that work really well, especially that we maybe did not do at some point, or what are some things that maybe we need to, you know, consider? And what was good is we talk very regularly and so anytime that I miss something, there's somebody else who catches it. So that's, mm-hmm. that's nice. Being able to, you know, for the band directors that have a staff and who have empowered those staff members enough, the rehearsal efficiency doesn't just fall on your shoulders. Unfortunately, I know that that's the minority, that there are more people listening where if they're inefficient, the rehearsal is inefficient. doesn't matter. If they're having a bad day, the, the rehearsal is going to be inefficient. And it's so it's such a challenge to be able to lay things aside and come to the rehearsal. The only thing I would say to that, though, is, number one, we ask the kids to do that. I know we do here. We kind of say, and, and we say it in a way of not like, we've got to get stuff done, so forget all the rest of the stuff. It's more, hey, this is your opportunity to just shed off some of the rigors that are there and be an artist, be a performer, and Jeff, you actually, I don't know if you realize this, but you gave me that idea bigger than anything. When I first watched the dynamic marching videos, you know, 13, 15 years ago, you talked about the very first thing we do at Carmel at, at every rehearsal after school is we go through this dance block mm-hmm. and it helps them get their brain into this mode. I think directors have to have that same kind of thing as well, that same kind of ritual of Now I'm getting ready to do this rehearsal and I have to forget about the three parent emails that are complaining about this or the principal that wants 82 pages of paperwork. I am the program coordinator or the music rehearser or the visual rehearser or or all of the above and go into that ritual of this is what gets me ready to be in that headspace. 
I think yeah, too often. For those people who haven't heard me talk about that before, a lot of people do a stretch routine at the beginning of rehearsal. Um, but I always choose the music very carefully because mm-hmm. it, it needs to be the right vibe. And, yes. and, and like you were saying, it's a transition between my mom is mad at me. I didn't do my homework. I, you know, I missed work to come to band, all this stress. And then the transition between all that and I have to hit my dot on page 82. Right. And, yeah. And so, you know, picking the right vibe and doing it the same every day and really getting in the, you know, it's not mind games. It's just getting inside the kid's head and, and going, hey, guys, the, you have to have a different mindset by the end of this song. Well, I think it, I think it is a mind game, though. It, it has to be for me. I mean, there are certain things, certain tracks or certain things I'll listen to. Like I have uh, a thing on Spotify where it's just like a, a binaural uh, mm-hmm. background stuff. If I'm working and I really need my brain in check, I play that. Because if I play music of any kind, I start analyzing it and start listening <laughs> to it too closely. Along, singing. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, if I'm doing lighter things, I can listen. There's a piano track that I have of just piano and, and guitar um, that I find I don't analyze it. I just listen to it and enjoy it. But I, I think what, what I'm trying to say is, let me, let me go with this. For rehearsal efficiency, I think of four categories. Preparation, communication, execution, evaluation. And that prepare phase is the one that I think people really drop the ball on. It's the one that if I miss something, and what stinks, if like I miss you, something... you preparing or students preparing or both? Yes. You. my pre- okay. Well, yeah. it, it is both. But it, the, what I'm talking about in particular today is my preparation. What am I going into this rehearsal bringing? And what do I expect to get out of it? Because I think that that's where, that's where when my frustration is at its peak, it's because I had no set expectation. I just, well, let's see what happens. That's the worst thing that I've ever said in a rehearsal. Well, let's just see. Yeah. <laughs> no, is it usually like you were like, oh, at lunch, I'll come up with the rehearsal plan for today, and then something just blows up? And is that usually how it works? Because I, I don't imagine Bobby Lambert ever goes into a Monday going, I'm not sure what I'm doing today. <laughs> Well, n- no, <laughs> he doesn't. But I would tell you that sometimes I go and say, okay, this week I know we've got to get from here, from A to F, and I have no idea where B, C, D, E are. Uh, and so sometimes there's a little bit of that. And what's good is I can go to our staff and say, hey, we've got to get to here. Yeah. I'll tell you, we just got our closer yesterday. And on Saturday, we've got to have it on the field. So I was actually literally late to our podcast a little bit because I was outside. My visual guy came by to put some uh, grass stuff on our field. And I said, hey, we've got to get from here to there by Saturday. Do you think that's possible? Well, yes, if the weather, if they're prepared, if, but it's one of those things where I I know where I have to go, but I need some help direction. Again, it's, it's that preparation. Know your music, know the music. I think sometimes we think it's just marching band. Why would I need to score study? Oh, oh, you know, I did symphonic metamorphosis last year, and, and I think I spent about as much time studying that as I did the scores for our show. And our, the visual people, too. I, I actually was at a rehearsal where the person running the drill rehearsal was singing the part incorrectly. Yeah. And one of, the, one of the directors, one of the music people next to me was like, that's not how it goes. That's right. Uh-oh. 
Uh, We've I got don't to want fix them to that. hear it that way. <laughs> right. You don't want to plant any bad seeds. Like there, I'll tell you, perfect example. We have a place in the music right now where it goes back and forth between quarter note triplets, then dotted eighth, tied to a dotted eighth, sixteenth, and and six. Like so, it, it sounds the way that people normally play triplets, which is long, long, short, ba. Now, in certain places in the music, that's exactly what it is. But in other places, it's supposed to be absolutely even. And we've been, we've already gone after every, like, don't sing this unless you know exactly which one it is. So you're right. Know the music, know the drill, know the visual that that goes along there. Do I know every count of our choreography? Absolutely not. I don't. Yeah, but like if you're running from the box, you got to know when horns come up and down. You got to know the counts of the turns. Yeah, you don't need to know, you know, exactly what the count that the, you know, passe is on during a, a right. move or whatever, but definitely horns up, horns down. I don't turns. know how to spell passe, so yeah. I definitely never know. It has what a little thing on the e. I know, the little little accenty guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, know the music, know the drill, but here here's the here's the one that if we do those two things, know the music, know, know the drill, we can still hit a landmine by not knowing the kids. Where are they? Has this been a really rough week? Um, have rehearsals been very intense or have they been too loose? Like know where the kids' brains are because that can change everything. I, we, we threw an audible or we called an audible yesterday. It was right on the verge of being too hot to be outside. Yeah. Exactly the same as it was on Tuesday. We had to do a Tuesday, Wednesday because of Labor Day. So Tuesday we went outside and it wasn't good. Like felt we made like it were, through. Felt like you were losing them. Felt like we were losing them. And so when I said, okay, on Wednesday, even though it's the same temperature, let's stay inside for the first hour. We can do choreography in this space. Let's do it. Totally different rehearsal. Completely different rehearsal. And I think if I were just kind of throwing out directives and, and I knew my music, I knew what I had to get done. I knew the visual we really should have been outside, but because I knew the kids and knew that, Hey, if you give them, this little bit, they will perform for you for yeah, sure. Not, that's going to make today better. Yeah. Right. The last part of this preparation phase is know the time of the season. Um, we're bad sometimes at learning something and immediately trying to clean it. And that's a disaster. That's just a disaster. It's frustrating because the kids actually, whenever they get something new, they're excited. I'm like, oh, this is cool. We had Michael Rosales doing uh, choreography with us yesterday. And our visual folks were just kind of sitting there chomping at the bit. Like, wait, no, it's count three. And he, he tells us every time, stop. We're not cleaning it today. We're just learning yeah. it and getting our bodies used to it. Because some of it, he calls it like the, the self-cleaning drill or the self-cleaning choreography. He said they just need to live with it a little bit. Because right now you see 10 things wrong. Tomorrow, even if we do nothing, you'll only see seven things wrong. They'll self-correct three of those things. So knowing the time of the season. And earlier in your career, you were at Marian Catholic, uh, and I've always said that they can do more in the last two weeks of the season than anywhere else in the country. And and there are groups that can (laughs) do it, but but Marian Catholic, you could see them at the Indianapolis Super Regional, and then two weeks later, you're like, What? Did they do yeah, in it. two weeks? So, yeah, there is a special magic that's there, and it's it is a thing with those kids. Like they they become so malleable and so adaptable. For most of us, we're like we've got to get the drill on the field and set. 
so that we can clean it. Whereas those kids are a little bit more, we, we will continue to tweak and do. And the, I, I think it's kind of what choreography has become for us, Jeff. And I bet it's like this at, at Carmel too. Our kids, when we, when they, when they see a halt, I can see them be like, okay, this is, this is going to be good. And we have, we have a closure that has some pretty modern pop influences that are there. And we have this one, one set that we stood for, you know, 24 counts, which is a lifetime. They know something's cool. Competitive marching venture. Yeah. They, oh yeah. You could like, they were like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. And we, we put it in yesterday. They were thrilled. So I think that if we can, you know, find ways to build that excitement, knowing the time of the season, there's a lot of excitement right now, middle of September to middle of October. That's, that's death Valley right there. That's a desert that you've got to get through. And you know, really being intentional about planning, planning things when you're doing a, what's tough is when you're doing a rehearsal where you're like, okay, we've got to clean the first 10 sets of the opener, which they've known Mm -hmm. since July or August, but it's dirty as sin. And so we've got to clean it. That's a, that's a grueling rehearsal for the kids because 80% of them have it. They can do it in their sleep. I, I call that kind of planning the the tank tread. I don't know what you call it, but like, where oh, you, no. what, you know, you, you picture the tank tread, you know, where it goes around and around in like a big oval, like your whole show mm-hmm. is the loop of that tread. And you, once you mm-hmm. teach it, you, you every so often you're going to come back to it to clean it. Otherwise you never clean it. It never gets clean or whatever. So right. you think about like, okay, when are we coming back to this to clean it? Uh, someday. Right. And then you start putting that on right. the calendar and preparing, Hey, we, we really haven't cleaned, you know, 15 to 20 ever. And so yes. just including that as part of your tank tread. And then that way you're, re- you're hitting the old stuff and the new stuff in a re- on when a regular I, fashion. I've been doing something a little bit differently last year. And especially this year, I used to do like big chunk, like we're going to spend 40 minutes, 10 through 15. And I've stopped doing that this year. I've said, okay, we're going to clean it for this amount of time. And I know we're not going to be finished, but we're also not going to drive the kids crazy trying to get it done, at least in this part of the season. Now, maybe I'll regret that when I get to October, but all of that to say in that preparation phase, know the music, know the visual, know your kids, and know the time of the season and what's needed. You know, create those really smart good. goals. Yeah. Create those smart goals. and specific, measurable, all the things that that are those SMART goals, especially the the part about being time sensitive. Like you do need to have, we've got to be here by this time. For example, maybe it's our first competition. We want to have everything on the field. Okay, that's a very reasonable goal. The last minute and a half may be tragic, but it's there. So So the next part of this is on the students, yes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got very the, much. the preparation on your part. What's next, Bobby? Well, communicate. Communicate, communicate what those goals yeah. are. Uh, I used to just send out our, our practice schedule to the staff and the drum majors. And for the last year in this, I sent it out to every student. We use the band app to communicate. And I've, I'll tell you, I learned it from my eighth grade daughter. She she is uh, in our marching band now. She's marching flute. She wants to know what's going on and when. She, and you know when when it when it really hit me was right before band camp. I waited until just like the Thursday before the Monday start to send out the band camp schedule, and her exact words for me to me were, oh, "I feel a whole lot better knowing exactly what we're going to be doing each day." 
and I thought, how did I That's miss that? Yeah. I yeah. thought I would scare people by sending it out too early, but she said, oh, this makes me feel so much better just knowing. I think there's a respect shown. Like, I, I trust you with this information, but it, it's also just for, it holds you accountable as well. Sure. Yeah. That's a big deal. So I think that the takes other, anxiety levels down for some of those students who really struggle with that. Right. Right. Yeah. And so there's a chain of command that I would speak to right here in this communication phase. And it, it's a bit more of a circle or cycle than it is a, a chain. Uh, we actually, in fact, in call it, instead of calling our program a chain of command, we call it a cycle of command. So it really starts with students to staff, you know, because sometimes our kids can go to the staff members a little bit easier than they can to us and say like, hey, are we going to, are we going to hit the ballad today? Like we, we don't know it. And when, when some of my leaders say, hey, I don't really know this part, nobody does. So it goes student to staff, staff to director, then turns around director to staff, director to student, like going all of those ways around so that there's communication that everybody's on the same page. The, the best thing I can tell you is there's no way I can keep up with all the things that we're supposed to be doing. Right. And more often than not, there's a kid who'll say, hey, are, are we supposed to do this right? Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> like we, gotta, yeah. we gotta do that. So having that communication piece in place and, and the modes of doing that, for us, we- And having use, the staff in between yes. student and director is important there. If, if you have a staff, because then you have a little bit of a filter. If you hear it from one person, you're like, eh, I don't right. Know. If you hear it from four or five, you're like, okay. Yeah, I got that. it. I need to address that. Same yeah. with, you know, if you don't have a staff, then it's student leadership. And I'll, I'll say this here. I have seen student leaders be just as effective as younger, inexperienced staff members. Uh, Jeff, maybe you, you can speak to that e even more, but like, when you have an experienced staff member, that, yeah, there's nothing comparable. I mean, they're, they're terrific. But I have seen some fantastic student leaders who can do this communication and keep you in the loop. And you Yeah, I think especially too. in the communication department, maybe not in the teaching of content sure. to others, you know. But yeah, from a communications, if you have a, gr a good communi a, a student who's great at communicating, yeah, that's amazing. Right. I, I had this thought when I was putting this together and I said, whatever you have people do for two rehearsals, they'll do it from that point on. Like if you say this rehearsal, we are going to do this first. Next rehearsal, we're going to do the same thing again. Once you get that started, you don't have to, to continue to tweak it or whatever. For example, we have the first 15 minutes every time, no matter what is straight up marching health, and a physical warm-up, not visual warm-up, physical warm-up. And we, we started that a while ago to where now, uh, I'll give you an example, we said we're going to start inside. I said, we're going to go right into, you know, you stretch and we'll go right into some light choreography. Kids were like, nope. Nope. We're, we're, we're meeting at 445 and, and we need 15 Five o'clock is when we start other stuff. Five o'clock is when, that ha when the other stuff happens, but we're meeting at 445 and we're going to stretch and warm up. And we, we have a student that their, their leadership role is marching health. Sure. And so they, they ran us through 15 minutes of stuff because some of the staff members weren't quite there yet. 
and it was it was great. I was really impressed by that. So whatever you in the the opposite side of that, if you hold the staff back, if you kind of try to control everything, if you don't allow student leaders to help, they won't. Mm-hmm. And they'll continue to do that. And you'll wonder, why isn't anybody doing their job? Well, it's because they haven't felt safe doing that or they haven't felt comfortable doing that or they haven't felt... they. People will do whatever they are reading from the director. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the communication piece, I can't exaggerate that enough. So we've got prepare, preparation, communication. This next part, execution, that's just do it. Yeah, there's a lot to this execution part. And and I think... You know, it, you might say, okay, check and adjust, for example. Sure. We all use check and adjust. Yeah. But what does check mean and what does adjust mean? If, if you ask uh, a lot of students within the band, they'll be like, check and adjust is one thing. We're right. done and then we find our dot. Right. But, you know, if you watch Carolina Crown do check and adjust, it's like when they say check, the horns are still up. They're using right. their eyes to get in the form. When you say adjust, they still keep their horn up, but they look down and they, you know, go left and Move. right and front and back to get on their exact dot. And then standby, the horns come down to parade rest. Eyes go up to the box. Now, what do you want me to know about that? Right. Because, and that has to be check, pause, yes. adjust, pause, because they need to think, did I take too big a step, too small a step? Was my, you know, was my angle wrong? Was my placement foot wrong? And you, you can't layer on comments of yours on top of comments that their own brain is telling them at the exact same time. And this is something I see all over the country, everywhere I go, check and adjust is talked over and it's glossed over and it's quickly bypassed. And you do that two rehearsals in a row and kids know check and adjust just means go to standby. And they don't even really think about it very much. Oh, find my dot. And that standby piece doesn't really even come into play. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think the other part with execution is letting them perform and, and demanding perform. I, I heard, and I can't remember if it was Crown or if it was somebody else. They were talking about, we're just doing this to market. Like we, we are marking hmm. where this is so... You can cut, you know, you can take things down an octave. You can, you know, it's, it's not like you're doing it halfway. It's just this, we are doing this five times to get this repetition in. Yeah. Then we'll go back. Okay. This is for performance. Go. And there was a different energy from them. Now that's a pretty mature ensemble. That right. may not be something that you're ready for, but I think you as the director can, can at least be do they, like, what am I really trying to fix here? If we're just learning drill, I don't know that that's the best time to do an eight to five clinic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, you can keep it pretty simple. I know, you know, we talk about pathway step size and style. Yep. Basically. Right. So, yep. um, that's, that's a standard, that's a every rep kind of thing, but the, the students need to hear it often. Right. But that's like, that's totally nuts and bolts, right? You have to take right. a straight line path. You have to have equal size steps and you have to use the style and the upper body training that, that we've taught you. Right. Okay. That's, that's the nuts and bolts, but there's also the, okay, emote. 
Now elevate the written work. That's really hard for high school students. Maybe a little easier for a top drum corps student to understand, but like here's the written work. Now you've got pathway step size style down. Now you need to, with your face, with your performance quality, with your energy and enthusiasm, you need to elevate that written program to right. effect. Mm -hmm. That's that's not uh, that's not really a rehearsal efficiency thing, but you know, from an efficiency standpoint, you're always kind of looking in those two categories of the nuts and bolts and the effect. Absolutely. Well, to go on to, to the nuts and bolts, it, <laughs> you're going to love this one. This is another one yeah. of my famous acrostics. Is this like we, five T's or something? Uh, the no, five no. T's no, no, no. It's, it, it's better than that. Okay. When, when we talk to the kids about, we never tell them what the letters are, but many of them figure it out. We tell them, you know, when you're, when you're doing this, here are the things we want you to think about. Step size, timing, direction pathway and style yeah otherwise known as your stds <laughs> check your stds make sure everything's in place and what's funny about that is we we laugh about it but kids remember it every time yeah and so they can go through that checklist and say oh yeah my timing wasn't great it's like oh the t of your std sucks right now you gotta yeah. you gotta fix that <laughs> It, but it's just, it's that efficiency stuff. And it's not a, I think sometimes directors feel like it's me against them. And I think about it differently. I think it's us against perfection. Us against perfection. And yeah. granted, we're, we're never going to win that battle, but how close can we get to it? And the more efficient we are, the, the clearer, the better, but also the, the more enjoyable it is the longer they're going to stay with us. Hey, let's talk for a second about the first set. Because <laughs> like, what set are you on now? Like 80 or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I think we did yeah. 72 yesterday. Yeah, I think we were at 85 the other day. But, um, you know, the first set, and I, this this kind of brings me back to when I was in the Kansas City area earlier this summer too, is, is it was the first set. I happened to be there teaching my own drill the first set of my own drill. And I, I actually had never done that before, sure. but, um, it was like, okay, what, how do you teach a high school kid? Okay. First they need to know how to learn to read a coordinate sheet or ultimate drill book app. Right. And I, I was like, Oh, the ultimate drill book app. You guys have more information at your fingertips than any students in the history of marching band. This yes. is amazing. Ultimate drill book app. You've got yard line crossings. You've got exact location. You can, you just tap it and it's there. You don't have to read Think a drill it. chart or anything, right? It was amazing how many students couldn't do it. Yeah. So I was like, oh gosh, you know, we got to back up. Okay. How do you read the field? Because your eight to five stinks. Yeah, in, that's in the June. first thing. Reading the field. So like, don't don't go to the front sideline and mark off eighteen mm -mm. steps back field because yours is terrible. <laughs> Even my eight to five would be off on that. So I'm like, okay, here's the numbers. Top of the numbers is fourteen. You know, this tick means one point six steps. That's, that's right. three point. You know, you do all that, and then they're like, okay, now I can do it a little bit quicker. But then you still have ten percent of the group that won't flush their own toilet. They just look at their section leader and they go, flush my toilet, please. And then you're, and then you're fighting that battle. So you got to go back and go, no, look, don't ask anyone for help. Right. On the first, second, third, until you figure this out, don't ask for help. Right. I mean, it, unless it's from a staff member, like you really, truly don't understand, but like 
you have to get in there on that first step and go two steps inside. Yes. Okay. Eight steps behind. Okay. Because otherwise, you know, you're going to be at set 82 and still asking your section leader to put you on your dot. Where's a hash? What's a yeah. hash? Where? Yeah. It's so like go in and learn all that stuff. You can even do it in the band room. Here's That's how to exactly right. use a UDB. Here's how to here's how to read a coordinate sheet. Here's here's what the field looks like in math. Right. Before you ever go out to learn set one. Yeah, we actually have a, a presentation that we do inside and then we walk and we do we did this back in June. Yeah. Here, here's everything. Now we're gonna walk out there and touch everything that we just talked about. Like everybody go to the side one end zone, find where that is. And so you, you go and physically, Mm -hmm. physically go into that place and I'll try to throw them a curve. You know, we'll try to do some things about like saying, okay, I want you three steps inside the 50 Mm -hmm. and they start walking that way. Exactly. That's, (laughs) that's what we, that's what we want them to find. And we make it, you know, we want to be a game for a little bit. But even my, even my own daughter said to me, like literally last night we were on the drive home and she was like, I really like this UDB app. <laughs> said, <laughs> yeah, me too. It's what, pretty awesome. Uh, what do you like about it? She was like, well, Jane Ann, her, her section leader, she showed me that you can find the step sizes on each of these. I said, yeah, that's what we talked about when I gave the presentation. She said, yeah, I remember you said that, but I didn't really listen to it. I didn't but, get it. Yeah, I wasn't listening. <laughs> like, oh, dagger to the heart. Yeah. Uh, but that we, we need to But understand. it's true. You need time to digest. digest. Everyone digests information in classes exactly. differently. You don't just teach geometry. You know, you don't, you don't teach, you know, how to find the length of the third side of a triangle and then assume they can do right. it the next day. Right. You got you got to kind of teach it. I don't know. I don't no, teach I th- math. I, I don't. No, I think the better saying. one is like everybody has gotten a new phone. Yeah, and they still only know how to do about forty percent of the things that it can do. Yeah, like yeah. I watch these videos online. I'm like, my phone can do that. I had no idea right. that it could do that. That that would make things so much easier. Well, are we talking? But you about remember it more. Like I remember, I wanted to do a screen capture of my phone. But I wanted video screen capture, and I did. Okay. I realized, oh my gosh, it does that. I just have to add it here, and I have to click it, and it saves it to my photos. Yeah. But I wanted to know how to do it, so I remembered it later. Right. You know, your your daughter sitting in that rehearsal where you're talking about the UDB app, she's like, "Step size, what? Who cares? Why would? Why the heck would I care about that? Yeah. And then when she's actually trying to figure out her own step size, it's important to her. She's gonna remember it. Right. Yeah. So that execution thing is, is really important, but the only thing that I think is a little bit more important is the evaluation phase of this. Like yeah. We have huddles at the end of every rehearsal, and each of the sections go together. And I don't call that. They just tend to do that. But I bring, especially our, you know, our visual caption head, music caption head, program coordinator, and myself, we get together and say, okay, what do we need? Now that we know where this is, where do we need to do that? And we do it almost every time after the Monday rehearsal. Mm. We kind of think of our week as Tuesday through Monday. Monday is always such a weird day. That's actually how I do my lesson planning, Tuesday through Monday. Because nobody wants to do lesson planning on the weekend. It sucks. And so I've just shifted our week so that it's Tuesday through Monday now. That's a week for us. Is Monday a lot of times just an evaluation? 
it is at first and then move on to whatever else you have to do. Like if you looked at my schedules for Monday and I, I send them out about an hour and a half before the rehearsal. I don't want to inundate people. I don't want them to have it three days ahead of time. Everybody does know, okay, this week is all about getting the closer on the field. Last week, this is all about getting choreography into the ballad because we've got a lot of it there. Everybody knows kind of the general outline of what we're doing, but and it's usually only one or two things at most. But the Monday, we we say, okay, let's let's find out where we are. This is kind of a temperature check. How, how's the guard doing? Because sometimes guard and drill don't mix. <laughs> it's okay. How are you guys? Okay, we we need more time doing this, and we really need the band on the field to do the pass throughs. Okay. Visual, what do you guys need? Well, we need an extra 30 minutes somewhere so that we can fix and address this. Music people, what do you want? We need 18 more hours to play in tune. It's, <laughs> right. Okay, got it. Fine, you know, and then, then it's up to me then Monday night to go back and put Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, next Monday into a place where I can see where we are. And then mm. everybody asks, they can get one thing. What's your one thing that you want? And then on Monday, we come back. It's, okay, are you in a good place with that now? And more often than not, it's, yeah, we, we're good. But every once in a while, it's, hey, this this still stinks. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to tell you. Or they have a new one thing. I, 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 I want them to have a new one thing. It's bad yeah. when we keep the same old <laughs> one thing. Yeah. But that evaluation process, you know, did you follow the plan? Did the plan work? And what do you need for next time? Yeah, that's good. I, I kind of took some notes after that one rehearsal. So I'm just going to run through Go. it real quick. So this was like, okay, when you're teaching the first set, you look at your coordinate sheet or you, your UDB app, you individually, right? You read the feed field. If there's no four-step grid, then your eight to five has to be perfect. And you, and you your students need to understand, you know, they need to check it go yard line to yard line, then mark off nine steps. If you absolutely have to use your own uh, eight to five, sure. it's better to have a grid. Now, well, I, I, was I don't gonna personally say, there... like the two, I don't like the two step grid where you have all the information no. or two step, but I think I a like four step grid down the yard lines and then the, the yard between. inserts, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's plenty. I, we don't do halfway in between because all you have to do is get in between those two middle yard inserts. Mm-hmm. So, I, I really do think it's worth the time to, to train a group of your students if, if you're on grass or well, just hey, put it permanently on your... Now, here's, you know. the, here's the major question, though, Jeff. Yeah. Do you cheat each step, like each four, like what, three inches or so to make them even from sideline to hash? both. Or do, I, you, you, do know, you cheat the front sideline? If the hashes are permanently there... I do it the drum core style, which is you start on the front sideline and you go four step, four step, four step, four step, four step, all the way to the back. And then you're going to have a, the back sideline is going to be actually chalked and, or, or painted instead of permanent, right? Got it. Because it's not going to line up by the time you get to the back. Got it. Um, right. If it's, you have a permanent parking lot field, you can kind of choose. You're just going to do seven and then, then do the hash. You're, you're, you're painting your own hash. So it's right. like, do seven and then there's their hash and another seven or if you know if you're using college hashes it's different i think it's okay either way yeah there's not there's not a right way just you just have to be aware that it is not it does not line up no it's not but if you're doing college hashes 
and you start from the front sideline and you do an exact four step dot right. going back. It will Good. line up at the front hash. Yep. By the time so you get to the back hash, and, listeners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But by the time you get to the back hash and the back sideline, it doesn't line yeah, it's, up. It's, and every, everybody probably already knows that. But anyway, um, so we've got reading the be, field. I, I love right. it when you make those assumptions. I think yeah. you, it's cute when you do that. <laughs> it's cute. Because uh, yeah. I didn't know that at Marion <laughs> Why does this keep not working? I, yeah. yeah, I really shouldn't make assumptions like that. Oh, but there, no. The uh, UDB, you know, they have actual, I think I saw an Instagram post the other day of reading the side to side, Yeah, how to, how to read the yard inserts. So With, that's yes. out there. All right. So you, you've looked at your app, you've looked at your coordinate sheet, whatever, you've read the field, put your feet together and put your horn in front of your body. However you were taught, don't have your feet apart and just kind of rocking back and forth, head turned behind you. Like, you know, you, you, we need to see a dot from up yeah. top. So put your feet together and just look That's up. Right. Um, and then the field staff can come in and kind of fix some details, right? right. Um, use a poker chip or chalk if you want to, you know, don't overdo it, you know, um, and be quiet. So I think that, you know, then you're in your first set ever and you can be like, cool, I know one set. Right. Um, and then the next set, would, that's when we need to start talking to students about what we talked about earlier, pathway, step size, and style. You mean STDs, yep. correct? Yes, STDs. Got yeah. it. Understood. Yeah. Understood. I think they call them STIs now. <laughs> you know? So now we've got, <laughs> now we're going from point A to point B. We don't even know where point C is Right. Yet, Who cares? Right? So don't even worry about it. Right. Learn the third set as if it's completely not even connected, right? But right. then you got to go, look, guys, you just, now we have to connect the dots between A to B to C. What are your feet going to do to make that new transition? And that's where most band programs absolutely just leave out a step. You mm. know, they just skip a step. They're like A, B, C. You're going to march to A, then march to C. But you really need to talk about, okay, A is at an 8 to 5. A to B is at an 8 to 5. But B to C is at a 16 to 5. Right. Um, a is going forward at this angle. And B, B to C is going back at this angle. How do you place your foot and how do you swing your leg in between those? That's the calculus that's really tough. Yeah. And so now we've got three sets and all you have to do is if you really, really plan and teach that properly, hopefully that will just go on to set a hundred and they right. will use that process every time. I think if you, if you have kind of a checklist of what are the things that you're asking them, like what's your step size, tell your neighbor, your step size. Yeah. Then, then, you know, the timing is pretty obvious unless you're doing something like with mixed meter or cause I, like in our, in our opener this year, we have a couple of uh, five, four, six, four stuff. So like some of it's right foot lead versus left foot lead. Yeah. So we, we, you know, that could be a place where you want to do that. Uh, what, you say tempo is obvious, but it's often well, neglected. You're but right. I'm sure you guys say the same thing we do, which is that's rule number one. Yeah. Yeah, it, and especially, I'll tell you, in, in the past couple of years, we have really, like, of course we use the metronome, but we have really tried to get away from the metronome as quickly as possible to be more visually driven, uh, hands on, you know, hands on the drum majors. Yep. And we'll even do that in our fundamental block. Like, we'll have a drum major up on a ladder, and they're conducting instead of click, click, click. 
we'll do a f- like a few of them just to get everybody set in the right place. But mm-hmm. we've been trying to get away from from the clicks so that they can rely much more on their eyes and their heel hitting the ground as soon as the drum major's hands are hitting too. That's been. Don't good. you hate it when you have to use the med at the first football game? Oh, <laughs> everybody hates that. Well, you know, we did this year. We did this year, and we did last year. And both times, for whatever reason, it went out about midway through. Oh, okay. And, and honestly, they, they were fine. I was glad. And I, I could tell that, okay, we, we are doing this transition to get our hands and feet in alignment here. But uh, so I've, I've kind of told them, I was like, I'll never do that again because it has yet to work for that. <laughs> never first. say never. Had nev- it, it never had gone out. And we have this, they, oh, you should see this contraption my drum majors have. They've gotten a carrier, and they've put a milk bucket or a milk carton. No, not milk carton. That's not it. The plastic car- the crate. Milk crate. There it is, a crate. Yeah. And they've got everything set up, and so the, the met goes right in there, everything, and she marches around with it just like that. Doesn't oh, have to right care. behind the drum line. Yeah. yeah. It's like it, just in, in, ingenious people. All that, cool. What's cool is I, I like the way that we did this. We kind of gave an overarching thought for the band directors, but we also said, okay, on day one, when you're setting drill set one, here are some things to look out for. Yeah. The efficiency level can be at the micro or the macro. And I think the, the point that we're trying to make is it's got to be at both or it doesn't count. Is, is it too late to go back? Like if you're a band director listening to this, it's, it's now September if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I screwed that up. Yep. I've skipped so many steps. Is it too late to go back? No, I think that it's it, it's just as if we were learning a piece of music. We're going to try and sight read through all of it. And then, okay, let's go back and start putting the details. Okay, we've learned the drill. Now let's go back and really learn to clean the drill. Ideally, yeah. we would love for that to all happen at the beginning. But I think you and I both know if you have a ton of freshmen, you can say whatever you want back in June, July, August. It doesn't matter. They, they're not being mean. They just can't process it. Now, though, they've probably got their feet under them enough to where, okay, now that you have that. I th- and I think you, you make it part of the process. Instead of, oh, no, we missed it, I think saying, hey, this is, this is where we need to go now. This is the next step in our ah, evolution. Yeah, because a lot of people would be like, I'm not admitting that I made a mistake, no, <laughs> that I did- screwed up. <laughs> There's no director who's ever made a mistake. They can just go, you know, now I meant to do it this way, and I'm so glad. Yeah, we, did, we got it all out there. Now no, we're going to go back. Now the technique is this. <laughs> but all you have to do is stick with it for That's right. a couple days, a couple weeks, and all of a sudden the students are like, oh, well, at our school we learn all our drill, and then we go back there and we clean it. Whatever you do for two rehearsals, yeah. you do for all rehearsals. That's what they yeah. think. You know, tradition is built It's not in too two late, times. everybody. It's not too late. <laughs> A tradition is built in two times. Like that's yeah. a, if you do something twice, it is now a tradition, and that's fine. Or, or just call it today. We're gonna clean. We're gonna we're gonna do marching fundamentals in drill. In drill, I've yes. heard people say that before. Absolutely, they're like sets. We're gonna do sets fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Yes, and we're gonna talk about the pathway, the step size, the timing, the transition step, the swinging of the leg, the step yes. size change, all that. I've so. even seen I've even seen people who and it's it's actually a really smart idea the. Kids were, were quite quite proficient in their playing, but marching was uh, had a lot to be desired. So they hooked up speakers so that the, the music was playing behind them, 
and he, he wanted them to focus on the visual. You know, first we're just going to worry about feet. Next we're going to worry about feet and carriage. Next we're going to worry about feet, carriage, spot. I th- yeah. I thought, man, that's that was pretty good. And that's but, easy to do with click tracks that people have right. been using these days, uh, which are super helpful for yeah. that. You know, we're doing a visual run, but we're hearing what it's going to sound like right. from from behind. That's pretty cool. Yes, and we don't have we don't have to physically make the music happen. We yeah. just have to look great while we're doing it. And I think you, the real. So here's here it is. Whatever is lacking, work on it. Don't. I hate it when band. Uh oh, there's our bell. I hate it. <laughs> Does that when, mean you have to go teach? No, no, no. We're done with the day. Okay. But I, I hate it when I hear that. Yeah, we're just not good at this. I can understand saying this is not fat, quick, quick for us. This is not something we go to immediately. But saying we're just not good at. Blah, blah, blah. That that doesn't get it. That's why that's why we're yeah. doing what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of things that we aren't good at, but but it's not like yeah. you're permanently not good at them. Have if you tried to get better right. at them, and if the answer is no, well then just give it a shot. It's not too late. I think is what we're yeah. getting at. Try. So bring it home, Bobby. What yeah. what's the what's the final piece of this? I think being open to change, being open to following a path and sticking with that path until you see it's not working. If you get to a place and okay, our rehearsal process is not working. I'm, I'm going in saying I want to get these three things done and we're getting zero of those three things done and it's happened for a week. Well, that's when you, that's when you call a, a local director or retired director, even better. And bring them in and say, can you help? Because they'll see it fast. They'll see it really quickly. Yeah. Or, or talk to the staff. Sometimes if you have you're just too st- close to it. Absolutely. You're just not seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Get, be, be open to people coming in. I, 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 when, I, when I say to a director, hey, let me come in and watch a little bit. They're like, oh, oh no. Hey, I, I'm not coming in to judge you or to you know, value, put your entire worth into how this rehearsal goes. We all no. have been there. And any good clinician wouldn't be like that. That's you right. Know, I'm, I'm, I have the privilege of going into Lawrence today. Yeah. And, you know, not a group that I've worked with in previous years. And I'm just going to go in Thursday night rehearsal, just kind of watch, take some notes, you know, give some feedback and uh, really enjoy that, you know, as a, right. as a clinician or a consultant, just being, just letting it wash over you and saying, okay, well, maybe you could be more efficient in this way. Maybe right. you could look at this, you know. So it's going to be fun. Preparation, communication, execution, evaluation. Love it. Lots of prayer. I love, uh, yeah, lots, <laughs> lots of that. Yeah, and I love, I love the uh, your STD. Uh, yeah. Thing as well. I That's taught that really at a drum major clinic this summer. I was like, yeah. I don't have a better way of saying yeah. this, and yeah. I guarantee you, you'll remember it. So well, here you, go. you know, Bobby always. If you haven't listened to the podcast much, you, you'll. If you go back and listen, he always has, uh, you know, like S three S's short, simple sentences. And there's a whole bunch more like that, but my students know them as Bobby Lambert isms. Uh, those, those of you who've been around a while know, know where those are coming from. That's right. It's because my memory is horrible. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I am (laughs) an idiot trying to make my way through regular life. And I have to have little help, (laughs) little things to help me keep my way. 
But I, I got to tell you, Bobby, it's I've missed our conversations yeah. um, and I know things get busy and everyone out there who's in that band life here in September of 2022 just knows how busy it can get. We all need to uh, take time, evaluate if we're being efficient so that we can be happier, healthier and more productive, as we say. And uh, I wish everybody the best of luck. And I can't wait to see uh, shows as they start hitting the field right. this Saturday and, and uh, for the next nine weeks. Absolutely. So from from all of us at the band li- at that band life team, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bobby Lambert. And I'm Jeff Young. And this has been That Band Life.